שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוער, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, ערב כ"דלס, בחודש שבט, פרשס משפוטים, תשפ"ג 5783. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, 14 February 2023, you're listening to Phantom Nation, the fifth in a series of six podcasts sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. On IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, coming to you from the homeland of the people that strives with God. That's what the name means. Take, for example, today in Israel, St. Valentine's Day for Christians who conflate uh, the ineffable God with the future mortal Messiah. The Messiah will be modeled on David, who was mortal. And so one can expect the true Messiah to be mortal as well, and not confused with the creator of everything. That is, Israel strives with God. And, and too often, in an attempt to escape from him, St. Valentine's Day gets some commercial play in Tel Aviv and Haifa, Tel Aviv also known as uh, West L.A. East, though in their ignorance, Israelis think uh, to call this day just Valentine Day. They don't know there's a saint attached. Uh, they use it as a marketing campaign um, as at Christmas time. There are Tel Avivans who will place out uh, Christmas trees in shops. Uh, this may be the basic Jewish sin, by the way, imitating and wanting to be just like the Gentiles. No more of this Jewish religion stuff. I frequently grieve for a moment or two whenever I hear an Israeli greet and depart from another Israeli by saying hi and bye. I remember in Israel before the evil Oslo abomination when Israelis greeted and departed with shalom. And shalom, shalom. Oslo was the turning point when Israel's atheist leaders, Rabin, Perez, Balin, etc., and their community set out to block the rebirth of Jewish life in Judea and Samaria at the hands of religious Zionists, their arch enemies. Oslo was all about wanting to be rid of Judea and Samaria, as surely as Israel's iconic Moshe Dayan in 1967 got rid of the Temple Mount. Zionists like these uh, have dreamed of a state for Jews who do not live as Jews, meaning do not practice the 613 laws found in a book they were given a long time ago, and have survived for thousands of years only because they live according to uh, this book and these laws. The uh, secular Zionists aspired to be non-Jewish Jews, that is, Jews who did not practice and cultivate a society according to these laws, as Christians misunderstand the essence of the Jewish story that takes place in the Garden of Eden, when the first sin, Christians call the original sin, that everyone is born with, not so in the Jewish religion. But I would agree that the original sin of the Jewish people has always been their desire to stop being Jewish and to be just like everybody else. Exhibit one for the prosecution. Israelis, since Oslo say hi and bye. And today, uh, Arut Sheva reported on the municipality and comfortable secular Givatayim, a suburb of Tel Aviv. Uh, the city's community centers there are planning to hold a story hour for children ages three to five, in which the entertainer will be a drag queen, a man wearing women's clothing, women's makeup, a wig, uh, which behavior is explicitly forbidden in the Torah. This uh, particularly uh, disordered Jewish man some months ago was the entertainment in a nightclub who draped himself in addition to his costume a semblance of a prayer shawl and tefillin 
and proceeded to make fun of them. The conservative NGO B'Tselmo, uh, in competition with its rival uh, B'Tselim, uh, they sent a letter to the AG at the time, Gali Baharav Miara, hyphen Miara. That sounds like a hyphenated name uh, that is so common to so-called progressive feminists who recoil at a 100% adoption of a husband's family name. B'Tselmo cited a law mocking religion and that this man should be uh, prosecuted under that law. American culture, sad to say, is literally in the toilet, focused on uh, the perverse use of the body, in particular the organs of reproduction and evacuation. And the original sin among the Jews here manifests in worshiping America, the idol of America, and remaining oblivious to the truth these days that American society is cancerous in spirit, thought, and behavior. These idiots there say defund the police. They did, and look what has happened to one American city after another. And the current president, on his first day in office, said any man who believes he is really a woman may use the women's toilets in all government buildings. And I say, this is madness. This is insanity, literally. The word deriving from the Latin for clean, the opposite of filthy. Israel's second largest party, Yair Lapid's, is composed of Israelis who would smile and rejoice being told one morning that the Israeli flag will soon be lowered. We're going to shut down the state and the American Stars and Stripes will take its place as Israel sheds its Jewish identity and becomes the 51st state. For years, when Israel was poor, Israelis dreamed of having an Otto Melikai, an American car, or Midbach Melikai, an American kitchen. Oddly, though, they never wanted the American political system in which there are election districts in which voters choose for every office individual people with names versus Israel's Knesset system that denies the voter that right. The voter can vote for parties only, each party having a list of members determined by the party, not one of which the voter can vote for or reject. We've just been through two, three years of five elections, uh, each one ending in a stalemate with not one Israeli in politics among the pundits in the media, and not one to say, hey guys, how about changing the system to make it more American or British? Likewise, uh, the quality of political culture in Israelis these days is as crude and coarse as it is as it contributes to the embarrassing Israeli ignorance of democracy manifest in the protests of thousands outside the high court. They are waving huge Israeli flags, and one can only speculate who paid for these expensive flags. These protesters angry at the current government, calling it, quote, an enemy of democracy, close quote. <laughs> this is some kind of stupidity. It's, it's a, not a normal stupidity. It's an abnormal stupidity. We had an election. No one claimed it was stolen or corrupt, and the tally reflected the reality that most of the voters wanted to be led again by Mr. Netanyahu. So what are these protesters protesting against? Because it cannot be the government was not chosen democratically, which they love so much. It was chosen by the electorate. What are they talking about? Yesterday, the opposition in the Knesset turned the proceedings into a riot, disrupting government business. The 14 MKs had to be expelled from the pandemonium, and some of them uh, physically rough-handled out. 
the, the government could not do its work, sabotaged by the members of the uh, Knesset, were the losers in the election. In effect, it was behavior reminiscent of a two-year-old's temper tantrum. If the Nobel Prize Committee had the category of sore losers, I'd put their name of these opposition MKs in nomination. What a spectacle of jerks it was who don't realize that they are in a class with Hillary Clinton, who dismisses those who don't agree with her as deplorable. What those behind these mass demonstrations here do not see is that imposing the policies of the government, they're sneering and disrespecting all those fellow Israelis who voted for this government. These demonstrators uh, with the flags and the MKs in the Knesset have no idea that uh, when they sling accusations of enemy of democracy of the government, current government, what they're doing is refusing to play the game of democratic self-governance according to the rules. Their psychological projection is all over the place. The coarse mayor of Tel Aviv, Ron Huldai, arguably translating that name to Ron the Weasel, pontificated that a, quote, a dictatorship can only return to being a democracy via bloodshed, close quote. This is arguably a call to violence and potentially violent death. Huldai was a pilot in the IDF, as was that other IDF pilot last week, who used an image of death for Netanyahu. Huldai said the opposition to the court reform is about evil versus good. The Prime Minister properly responded to all these calls for civil disobedience and the disruption of life in Israel, threats to harm the Israeli economy by withdrawing funds. He said this is leading to anarchy. Minister of Justice Yair Levin accused the Attorney General and High Court President Hayut and others of attempting to carry out a coup against Netanyahu, and this is so true. These are people like Hillary, who went crazy when she lost to Trump in 2016 and set out to collaborate with the Russians in order to destroy Trump's presidency with the claim he collaborated with the Russians. She just couldn't take it that she lost, and uh, neither can Israel's angry enemies uh, who uh, want to prevent the government from carrying out the policies those who voted for this government want. These are the enemies of democracy. Levin and Simcha Roth have offered to negotiate with the opposition the way U.S. members of Congress and Senate negotiate over bills, give and take. Uh, but Yair Lapid insists the government must suspend its moves toward implanting court reforms before the, nation, the negotiations even begin. It's a tyrant, like a two-year-old. And again, these Israeli Jews embarrass yours truly by their ignorance. They do not know that the Israeli system of appointing judges to the court that they want to defend could not be less democratic because the judges themselves uh, already in office have a veto over any new member appointed by others. Aharon Barak was quoted saying once that the court is like a family. And of course, new members must be collegial and congenial with the existing panel that uh, would never choose someone at odds with their uh, philosophies and views. It's a self-selecting clique of lawyers not chosen by the people or their representatives. And these provincial Israelis protest in the name of democracy against changing this system. And those who do are fools.
was Yossi Azulai doing, of course, Hatikva, the hope, the Israeli national anthem. So yesterday, members of the Knesset of the winning coalition, the government, uh, intent on doing the business of the Knesset, were prevented by the opposition MKs physically. Jumping on the tables, they were like yahoos on college campuses who, who won't let opponents of their views speak. They shout them down. They vandalized the auditorium. This is cancel culture behavior. Levin and Rothman uh, say, let's negotiate, but yet your Lapid refuses. This uneducated, empty, post-religious Jew who thinks anti-Semitism is just another version of hatred of people who are different. On Monday, at a rally outside the Knesset of uh, 60,000, Yesterday, Lapid said, quote, Millions of Israelis are watching us, seeing how a corrupt extremist government wants to destroy the country at record speed, close quote. Oblivious to what he's doing, which is smearing the millions more fellow Israelis who voted for this government of corrupt extremists than show up at these rallies. This is just juvenile name-calling. Extremists, corrupt what is extremist about wanting to improve Israel's judicial system, making it more than ever in tune with other liberal democracies? Lapid said, we will fight in the streets. We will fight until we win. This is a man who has, is no Democrat, who supports uh, peaceful voting as the most civilized and respectful way of forming a government. That's not him. The system of democracy does not call for fighting in the streets. His soulmate, Benny Gantz, spoke and said, quote, We can't let society collapse from within. And uh, Netanyahu, you are destroying Israeli society from within, and we won't let you do it, close quote. In response to this behavior, the prime minister, speaking like the responsible adult in the room, said, quote, I call on the opposition. Stop this. Stop deliberately dragging the country into anarchy. Get over yourselves. Show responsibility and leadership because you are doing the exact opposite. The opposition is going wild inside the Knesset. Its members jumping on the tables. Ron Khuldai is explicitly leading Israel into anarchy, explicitly inciting bloodshed, and the leftist demonstrations are calling the prime minister a traitor, close quote. Yet Ear Levin, besides saying that uh, an attempt to oust a prime minister is against the law while trampling on democratic choice, uh, said this is no different from a putsch carried out with tanks, close quote. And he's right. 
uh, it's a profound and annoying irony of these protests that they're conducted in the name of preserving Israeli democracy that Netanyahu and Levin, etc., want to destroy. This is not real. We just had a democratic election whose result the protesters refused to respect. Refused to respect that a majority of voters won the day. And their own camp lost. They li- they're like those rioters and vandals in Philadelphia the other night, wrecking public property in Philadelphia and cursing the Kansas City Chiefs with filthy language for defeating their team in the Super Bowl. It's not a healthy sign. A sign of the health of a democratic society when the minority refuses to respect the will of the majority. And that is due here, I think, to the Jewish people's original chronic sin of imitating the Gentiles. The episode of the golden calf has numerous dimensions and lessons, one of them being uh, the violation of worshiping a man-made idol. In the text, Hashem has just handed Moses the two tablets whose second statement forbids that And here were the children of Israel doing this. Really what many of them had done when enslaved to the idol-worshipping Egyptians, imitating them in their religious life. These protesters are less protesting against the court reform per se than the fear of a new court reflecting the Israeli reality that Jews here take pride, most of them, in their authentic Jewish identity, that is their religion, that, for example, turns away in disgust with the Jews in Givatayim imitating the current sickness in America, subjecting little children to the psychopathology of sexual deviance. Speaking of which, I remember some years back when a national religious rabbi, Rabbi Egal Levenstein, uh, teaching young men before the army, religious men before the army, uh, he used the term sotemin, which is a good Hebrew translation of, in English, sexual deviant. And the woke here went crazy. These protesters are the same, who joyfully prance through Tel Aviv streets with thousands of them celebrating sexual perversion. Also in their protests are those waving the flag of the Arab Muslim assassins in the PLO. They're afraid of a new high court uh, being less concerned for the, for the fate of the delusional Palestinians, the delusional Arabs here who think they are Palestinians, and all of Israel, they believe, is legally, rightfully, historically theirs. And I await the day when Israel faces up to that truth, that these are not nationalists entitled to a nation-state, but Ishmaelitic Arab-Muslim predators, whose hunger for what belongs to us really belongs to them. Maybe by then, Israel will outgrow its treating these Ishmaelites here as if they were Anti-social individuals, uh, maladjusted to society, Israel needs to arrest them and try them in a court of law and imprison them. And speaking of which, Itamar Ben-Gavir was reported today to be doing, I think, a stupid and potentially harmful thing. He shut down the other day the practice of baking fresh pita bread in the morning in the prisons for the security prisoners. And now he's going to limit the number of minutes they can take a hot shower. Uh, Why? To punish them? Make them suffer for their crime so that, what, uh, future terrorists will be less attracted to murdering us because, well, they won't be able to stand so long in the uh, shower as they used to. I think Israel does the right thing by providing these creatures with creature comforts. That is, if Israel persists in this Gentile behavior of prison time, it's not in the Torah, 
I think um, murderers should be executed right away and their accomplices expelled from the country. This uh, decision by Ben Gavir could lead to hunger strikes and riots and uh, the creation of another way to bash the Jews here. Punishment in prison is meant to pay one's debt to society and or repent one's criminal ways and emerge a new man, but both of them are utterly irrelevant to our situation, where every day, it seems, Jews are attacked. Last night, another 22-year-old IDF soldier, uh, by the name possibly a Druze or a Circassian, they're Muslims too, he was stabbed in the head by a 13-year-old Ishmaelite at the Shuafat checkpoint, which happened just hours after another Ishmaelite with a knife in the old city stabbed a Jewish teenager. As in Janine, about the same time, I think, or was it Nablus, who knows, that IDS special forces shot it out with the enemy once again. It's like a daily occurrence now. Thank 
יש. רגע, רגע. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Two days ago, the security cabinet, energized by the vehicular slaughter two days earlier in Ramut, three dead, um, they voted to so-called legalize nine budding communities in Judea and Samaria, originally outposts that began as unauthorized settlements. And I asked, to legalize seems to mean claiming the Israeli right to the land on which these structures have been built, but without claiming sovereignty? There are calls to the government uh, from the communities in the Jordan River, by the way, Jordan River Valley, to do the same for their settlements that date from the 1960s. These are Labor Party settlements, uh, with a call to annex the whole of the West Bank of the Jordan River in Samaria that the Jordanians occupied for two, two decades, whose presence was recognized only by the UK and Pakistan, created by the UK. The next day, yesterday, the chronically, genetically anti-Israel U.S. State Department issued a statement, a department now run by Antony Blinken, married to a Catholic by a Catholic priest, saying the department was, quote, deeply troubled by that decision and the parallel decision to authorize the construction in Judea and Samaria of another 10,000 homes for Jewish families. The statement said the nine outposts used to be illegal under Israeli law. The statement also called on Israel and the Palestinians, so-called, to avoid escalating tensions and, quote, take practical steps that can improve the well-being of the Palestinian people, close quote. Uh, what about the well-being of the Jewish people, Mr. Blinken? In claiming sovereignty, Israel would also have the right to expel any violent opponent of Israeli rule, and under no circumstances do we have to bestow citizenship on the Arab-Muslim goy there. Of course, world anti-Jewry would not be happy with us. They never are, and for sure such a step could cut the final link between Israel and the non-observant Jews in America. Maybe you saw how Abe Foxman has called on the secular Jewish organizations in the United States not to invite Ministers Smotrich and Ben Gvir to their organizations. Foxman said he is, quote, encouraged by the broad response of Israeli society. Tens of thousands of Israelis on the streets of Tel Aviv, Haifa, Jerusalem, Beersheba. This usually doesn't happen, this element of speaking out, close quote, which is a shameful symptom of this man's ignorance. Israel has known many such mass demonstrations. And in any case, this uh, dummy uh, ignores the truth that more people voted for Netanyahu than have come out for these protests. What Foxman is doing is what American organizations in the past never did, American Jewish organizations, uh, which was uh, to support the democratically elected government of Israel, no matter who. I remember the transition in 1977 to Begin. It was a real shock 
for American Jews, supportive of Israel, to be supporting the socialists for 30 years. Uh, this behavior uh, is another symptom, by Faxman, of the decaying, non-observant Jewish link to Israel, a phenomenon intimately linked to the percentage of American Jews who, like Blinken, like Ambassador Tom Nides, marry Gentiles and thus do not have Jewish children and thus do not perpetuate the existence of this people. If memory serves, this phenomenon was also on display in January 2017 when Donald Trump became president. His pro-Israeli policies policies were disliked by APAC. APAC is funded by non-observant Jews. And never before they broke with Trump and uh, decided to stay with the views of Obama. What the secular Zionists did not understand is that the Jewish identity is inextricably bound up with the Jewish religion. It's the only dimension of Jewishness that can be passed on to children and grandchildren. The secular Zionists wanted, in their own ideology, to create a new Jew, that was their term- terminology, stripped of his religion, as European Christians in Herzl's generation had stripped them, stripped their religion from themselves. This was the answer to anti-Semitism, these people thought. Stop living by the mitzvot, and everything will be just fine.
And that was Avishai Paz Greenwald. Okay, this has been the fifth of six weekly podcasts of Phantom Nation, the title of a book as well, of the same name, sponsored by Floridians for Israel Institute at gmail.com. More than one reader has called it the best book ever on the war against Israel by Islam, uh, currently camouflaged as the putatively primeval Palestinian people, about whom there is nothing Palestinian. Think about that. I'll be back next Wednesday, God willing, for the sixth and final podcast in this series. After that, the podcast will continue three times a week by subscription on www.phantom-nation.com. I'm Shai Bentakoa.